0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Way to get rights to come to God. Amen. You can can try several things, but it won't work. Uh, There's enough around you here today to testify, witness. That the only hope we have is in Christ. You can refuse that help. and uh, You won't find any help, not in this world. And I'm so glad that he's here to help us. He'll rescue you today if you'll let him. Exodus chapter number 13. Appreciate the direction of the Spirit of God today and what's been said and what's already been done. And it came to pass, at verse number 17, Exodus 13, verse number 17, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth, and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Father, we thank you for your word, and we humbly pray that you speak. There's no other voice, God, that can create but thine. We ask earnestly that you would speak, Lord, the forgiveness that only you can create in a heart. And we pray that there would be an earnest conviction that draws us each to that place of a rightness with you. We're trusting you for this as we confess we have no abilities within ourselves. We have nothing to offer, God, but a vessel. We yield, Father, praying your word now. Have its free course among us. We trust, God, that all the power, all the glory, everything that's done, Father, goes to you. Guide us now as we ask it, believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A simple thought today. I want to ask you, who's leading you? Who's leading you? Uh, Melissa had no idea what I would start this morning with as a a way of an introduction, but it's the 23rd Psalm. Uh, I have it in my notes. I went ahead and put it all there so I didn't have to turn to it. But if you want to turn to it, it, it certainly would thrill me if you'd turn to First or Psalms chapter 23, verse number 1. I just want to ask you today, who's leading you? Uh, now, there's some things that I read to you in, in Exodus there. We're going to get to those. But I want you to know that it means something as a sheep to have a good shepherd. Um, Emily said something yesterday when we were together. She said something about the sheep are absolutely dependent upon a human upon a shepherd, and uh, I said to her, I said, say more. Uh, She didn't know what I was all about, but uh, uh, this was still rolling around in my heart and in my head about how dependent we are to have the Lord. And I want to say today how grateful I am that I've got a shepherd. I've got one that loves me and has redeemed me, has made me one of his own, and I'm not a goat, I'm a sheep. Sheep are absolutely dependent upon the shepherd. But I want you to listen. Just by way of introduction, I want to use this today to ask the question who's leading you? said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Now, uh, just by inference, that means you were led to those green pastures first. Right before you can lay down in them, He led you to them. Notice next, He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, who leads me through the valley of the shadow of death? He does. He's still leading me every step of my life, every season of my life, every good thing, every bad thing, Every easy thing, every hard thing, I have a shepherd that's leading me all the way. There's not a moment of my life that my shepherd is not in control. And I'm glad today that it's not the sheep trying to figure out which way to go. It's not the sheep trying to figure out what to do next. It's not me trying to figure out where my next biscuit will come from or where the next nourishment or, or housing or clothing or whatever it is. I'll tell you right now, I've got a shepherd. I've got a shepherd and he's leading me and as long as we as the people of God will stay behind the shepherd, friend, you're going to find the provision that you need, the protection that you need, all of the forgiveness that you need, the support you need, the comfort, everything a sheep needs is in following the shepherd because the shepherd, friend, he has all that you need today. He leads me in the paths of righteousness Yes he does He leads me Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death He said I'll fear no evil For thou art with me Means he led me even there Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. (laughs) You say, how in the world can you make such a statement? Because he leads me. (laughs) I love that old song said, he leadeth me, he leadeth me. I'm glad, friend, that for a sheep, there ain't nothing better than to know you got a shepherd. I'll tell you, the most despair you'll ever know as a human being today is for a child of God to walk away from the shepherd and to live in a way as if they have nobody to follow because a sheep can't lead. He can't leave. Not one of us knows the direction. We don't know how to get there. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to keep ourselves. We don't have any abilities as sheep. We're completely dependent upon our shepherd today. Oh, what a good shepherd I have. I wanted to start this morning there just to try to make sure that you understand how important it is that you've got a shepherd. Now, I realize some of you may not serve him. You may not love him. You may not obey him. There may be areas of your life that you have hid from him and you're trying your best to get away with the least as possible and you just like everybody else. You're just holding back on God and you're looking for some other way. But may I say to you today, I hope to God that you come to the place in your life one day that you just give it all up. You just let it all go and you say, you know what? I found everything I need in Jesus. I found everything that I need for this present world in the Lamb of God. I found everything through my Shepherd there's not anything that I lack. there's not anything that I need the Lord Jesus Christ is my shepherd and brother he's a good shepherd today he's able to keep you and I yeah. oh what a good shepherd that we have who you, who's leading you who's leading you to that John chapter number 8 I believe it was he told the Pharisees he said you're of your father the devil and you're going to do what he said he said whoever you're a servant to that's, who, that's whose you are I don't know about you today, but that's pretty telling. I don't know how you're living this morning and don't know what kind of life you live. doesn't make any difference. God can save you this morning. And God will save you if you'll let him. If you'll just open your heart to him, he can make you a new creature. He can set you on a path for him that you didn't even know was there. He can set for you a a hope and a a joy in your soul that you didn't know was possible again. He can restore all that the locusts have eaten. Amen. He can fill your barns back up after the enemy has stole everything you have. You may be down and out today, but may I say to you today that there's one leading me that ain't never failed me. He's never left me. He's never wandered away. He's never allowed the... the enemy to come into my life and to steal. Friend, anything that I was trusting in him, I want you to know I've got a good shepherd today and he's leading me. Who's leading you? Who's leading you this morning? Look with us in Exodus chapter number 13 if you'll look in your Bibles. I want to share with you what's on my heart today. The children of Israel found themselves. Here they are in verse number 13 as God is leading them out of Egypt. Egypt. And uh, God did some very specific things in the next five or six verses there that I want to look to and share with you today. It's important, friend, that you've been led out, number one. Pharaoh in Egypt, as you'll find in the Word of God, is representative of sin and the devil. And if you've been led out of Egypt, friend, uh, metaphorically, you've been led out of sin, You've been led from the bondage of sin. You see, the people of God were in bondage to the Egyptians. They were their taskmasters. And I want you to know some of you live today as the servants to the taskmaster, the devil. And friend, he wants to kill and steal and destroy everything that you have, everything that you are. Mark my words today. If he can, the devil will destroy you. It's probably the grace of God that's kept you alive, safe thus far. I can make that statement myself that all I am is because of him. Everything I've ever seen or ever done or ever enjoyed in this life is because of him. The Bible said that all good and perfect gifts come down from the Father of lights from above. Friend, within whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. My father's never done anything but good for me. Even in the hard times, friend, it was those things that brought me up to the place where I could see him. It showed me his power. It showed me his, his presence in my life. And brother, if you'll let him, the Lord God will lead you today, but you're gonna have to let him today. You're gonna have to fall in line behind the shepherd. No, you ain't leading this thing. You don't need you don't even know where to Goal, what to do, how to do it but thanks be to God there was a day that he went down into Egypt's land and he found a little boy down there that was bound by the taskmaster he was bound by the bondage of sin I couldn't set myself free I didn't have the power to get out of there but brother a deliverer came to me the I am came to me and he set me free that day amen, amen. he set me free of Egypt's bondage. <laughs> Amen. I love that old song in their hymn book. It says, the son hath set me free. I'm glad today that he set me out. He led me out of sin's bondage. Now, make no mistake, what the Bible said in verse number 17 was that Pharaoh let them go. Let me tell you something. When God got done with Pharaoh, he was glad to turn them loose. I don't know about you, but the day he found me, Amen. The good shepherd began to deal with the one that was my ruler. He began to deal with the one that I was servant to. He began to deal with the one that had held me in his bondage in the clutches of his his desperateness. Friend, he had captured me there and I wasn't getting out of there. And yet there was a deliverer came to me that day and he said, you're lost in this condition. You can't help yourself right here. You can't get out of this. He said, but I'll let you, I'll lead you out and I'll set you free if you'll follow me. Oh, what a good day that was. I thought of that this week. I thought of that this week of how many years it's been since I was a nine-year-old boy and got lost under the hand of God when he spoke to my soul. And I'll tell you right now, I'll never shall forget the day, amen, that the Lord came to my house he came to that place where I couldn't get out of. You say, preacher, what's he led you out of? I'll tell you right now, the bondage of sin, no man had the ability to break the chains of it. No man could do anything with sin. Uh, the Bible said, oh, grave, uh, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? He said, the strength of sin is the law. May I say to you today, uh, friend, that death has some power. And friend, as long as the law of God stands, you and I are condemned to it. We're convicted by it. It's it's the very thing that'll stand against us in the day of judgment, and it's the free, it's the very thing that I couldn't get out from under. But thanks be to God, there was a glad day that the deliverer came to my house. He came down into Egypt's land. He came to where I was, and he saw me in my condition, and he led me out of there. I'm no longer a bondage to sin. Amen. 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 I don't live in in Egypt no more. I don't live under the bondage of sin, and the devil ain't my father no more. Amen. Amen. The Bible said the devil once was my father, but he ain't no more. Yeah, I got adopted. He found a little orphan down there in Egypt's land bound by the sin and the despair of this world and he pulled me out of there and he set me free. He made me his own. He gave me a new name, broke mine in heaven and brother, I live today and I rejoice today because I have been led out of sin's bondage. Have you? Who's delivering you today? Who's the one today that's leading you? I'll tell you right now, if the father's still your devil, or still your father, if if, if the devil's still your father, I can assure you today, you're still bound by the bondage of sin. You can't get out of it. Oh, but there's one that can lead you out of it. He knows how to set you free of it. The Bible said that Pharaoh let them go And all the things that Pharaoh went through. What God did with Pharaoh's heart while he was down there, the 10 plagues, the loss of the firstborn, and all of Egypt, and that was finally... What got old Pharaoh to turn him loose? He finally said, get out of here, take everything, and you, you get out of here. And the Bible said they left, and God let them out of there. I want you to know that God's trying to lead somebody out of something today and if you'll let you know what I believe, I believe he's always trying to lead somebody out of sin, he's always trying to lead somebody out of Egypt's bondage, he recognizes your condition, he recognizes your inability to save yourself he recognizes that you've tried everything already, he recognizes that the devil's telling you how to sit still and don't do anything but I want you to know there's a voice greater than the devil's, there's a voice that speaks creation in the soul of mankind and brother if you let him he'll speak right down into your soul today, and he'll lead you out of sin's bondage. Many of us today sitting here this morning can raise our hands in testimony and say i 've been set free i 've yeah. been set free i 'm so glad that i 've been set free, but not only did he did he lead him out of sin's bondage, but he led him away from those things they wasn 't ready for. <laughs> Look down, verse number 17. I'll read it to you. The Bible said that God led them, through, led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But you know, the children of God at that point hadn't fought any battle. They wasn't warriors. They didn't have no leader. All they had was Moses, who was a shepherd himself, and he was leading them out as God had told them, but he hadn't prepared them for war. They didn't have no instruments of war. They didn't have no swords. They didn't have no seals. They were totally unprepared for the things that would be against them in some parts of this world. And you know what the Bible said? The Bible said when he led them out of Egypt's bondage, he led them not into the land of the Philistines. (laughs) May I say to you today, I, I thought to myself, you know what? It may be Moses could have reversed that. Maybe that could have been a little different. And yet I believe in the perfectness of God's word today and I believe that what he meant was to remind you and I that once you give him control of your life once you leave sin's bondage and you begin to follow the good shepherds, that the one thing he wants you to know first is brother he won't lead you anywhere that you can't be he won't lead you into a place you can't get out of he won't lead you to a land that you're not prepared for he won't do anything in your life that he's not first equipped you for you say preacher I don't Believe that's true. I want you to know, friend, that God has never put me in a place that He didn't also make a way of escape for me. There's never a temptation come my way. There's never a hard thing. There's never a thing in my life that has perplexed me. (laughs) And I've had plenty that perplexed me, ain't you? I've had plenty of things that I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know which way to go. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, I didn't know which way was up. But thanks be unto God, there's one that's with me, and he has been leading me every step of the way. He has never left me. And friend, I'll tell you right now, he will never put me in a place that he has not prepared me for. Hallelujah to God. I don't know about you, but there's some comfort in that truth right there that my shepherd will never take me into a place that I can't handle. He'll never put me in a place where I'm tempted of evil brother. He don't tempt me of evil but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed and brother when lust hath conceived it bringeth it forth sin and sin when it's finished bringeth it forth death. I'll tell you the problem with us is not God. It's me and you him. It's the heart that we have that causes us to lust of this world. But let me say to you today God has never led me into a place I shouldn't be. Amen. People give a lot of blame to God for things he didn't do. If you're in a place that you can't handle, it ain't God's fault, it's yours. Now I'll tell you right now, if you think you can run off and find your way, you're gonna end up in just one of them places. You're gonna end up in just one of them places like the Philistines who were warriors and had been for centuries and here was this little people, two million strong, most of them 600,000 footmen is what we know about and a bunch of women and children. That's all they were and they were coming out of the land as farmers and tenders and here they come, come out of Egypt and God said, yeah, quickest way to get them where I need them to go would to take them right through the middle of the Philistines and you know what? God could have done that but you know what? Friend, he said, I will not do that because when they get into that land, their hearts will faint. They'll be over overcome with fear. They'll recognize and see in themselves, a friend that their enemy is greater than them and he said, I've got a thing or two to teach them before they get there. Yeah, they'd meet them one day but not that day. Ain't you glad? I want you to know, friend, I ain't never had the power over my enemy not within myself. Amen. He wouldn't turn me loose with the devil, not straight up. Amen. There's a Holy Ghost that lives inside of me and he'll never take me in a place that he can't take care of me. He wouldn't put me in a place, amen, where I'm at the enemy's hand. But I'll tell you right now, there's a day coming. I'm going to say goodbye to him. I'm going to win that battle once and for all. I'm going to defeat the enemy through the Lord Jesus Christ. He don't take you where you can't go. I don't know about you, but that tickles me to death. But I'll tell you right now, those are the kind of things I worried about. It ain't the things that I know. It's the things that I don't know that worry me. There's a lot in the Word of God that I know, and there's a lot He's He's directed and showed me. That ain't the things that bother me. Now I don't always get them right. And I know what it means to be chastened to God till I get it right. But I tell you right now, it bothers me when I don't know which way to go. It bothers me when it seems like that I'm walking right into the hand of the enemy. But I'll tell you right now, there's great comfort in who I'm following. I don't know who's leading you, but I know who's leading me. And I'll tell you right now, when he led me out of sin's bondage, Scott, I'll tell you right now, he ain't never led me into the hand of the enemy. He ain't never delivered me over to the destruction of my own flesh. He ain't never let go of me. I've got one to lead me in all places. Friend, he's a good shepherd today. He's a good shepherd. The Bible said he led them not through the land of the Philistines because he knew what they could handle. He knew what they was ready for. you say, preacher, would he ever lead them into there? Yeah, absolutely. He led them in there. One day they were standing face to face. with, And the Bible said there's a ruddy lad stepped up there and said, hey, who's that big fella down there? making his brags against the army of the living God. Who's he? Who's he think he is, by the way, to defy the armies of the living God? And the Bible said, oh, little David went down in there and slew the Philistines and they chased them and destroyed them. The Bible said they had their way with them. You want to know why? Because God needed them somewhere else so he could teach them how to fight so he could teach them how to handle themselves against the enemy you know why he didn't lead them into the land of the Philistines then where well, there's giants then just like there's giants now there were giants in that land then and he knew they couldn't handle it yet aren't you glad your God knows what you can handle and what you can't you say I believe preacher that God's forgotten me I'm in a land where I don't know what to do I can't get out of it I believe I'm going down you mark my words friends if you're following the shepherd you ain't going down you're going out he's going to lead you he'll not lead you into a place that you can't handle but he's going to lead you to the very spot of your salvation look with us next Bible said in verse number 18 but I love them buts in the Bible don't you amen I like it when it says but God commended his love toward us And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Here's another one of them buts in the Bible. He said he didn't lead them through the land of the Philistines, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Let me tell you something. God didn't lead me to a place that I couldn't handle, but he did lead me into a wilderness the Bible said that God led them through the wilderness of the Red Sea. Now there's two things I know about this wilderness. Number one, it was the long route. Wasn't the short route. Huh? Some of us got short route on the brain, ain't we? Hey, some of us wake up every day looking for the shortcut. We're looking for the short way out. We're looking for the short route. we trying to find every way around God's way that there is. But I want you to know that my, my shepherd ain't confused about my direction. He ain't confused about the course I need to walk in. Glory to God. He ain't confused about my steps. He ain't confused about what I meet, mean, what I need, what I need to learn. He ain't confused, friend. And when he leads you into the wilderness of the Red Sea, I'll tell you right now, it's for your salvation. He'll deliver you just like he said he would. Who you following today? Who's leading you? You need to be behind the one that knows the way today. He led them through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. Now, That was a long route. And sometimes it's God's very intent and purpose to take you the long way around because the shortcut would do you in. What he knows is what you would find within the shortcut was something beyond what you could handle or your heart could obtain and you would end up falling out when all the while God says, I know just which way to take you. Now, they didn't like the long long way around, but you know what they didn't know? They didn't know the shortcut. That'd help some of us if we'd quit learning shortcuts because it didn't bother them a bit. They never murmured about it. Now they're fixing to murmur about a bunch of stuff. You'll hear a bunch of whining babies once they get across the Red Sea. But on their way through the wilderness of the Red Sea, well they didn't know no different. I'll tell you right now, there's some out there today that the devil's whispered in your ear. You've been entertaining his words. You've been entertaining his thoughts. You've been entertaining his people. And now you're at a place right now thinking well God could shortcut this if he wanted to. God could change this if he wanted to. Let me tell you something. The very minute that you get to the place that you can counsel God you just become one and I want you to know right now I'm not interested in you being one or you being one I know the one who is the God of all the living and he's the only one that knows the way you ain't never known the way and I ain't either we just sheep sheep are like that that's as good as we get that's as good as we get Say, preacher, surely you've got the rest of the day planned out. Nope. Well, I might have it planned out. But I ain't got no idea which way the shepherd's going. You say, well, how in the world do you keep up with him? It's like this. Hey, Amen. You just, you just keep looking at him. Right? Don't, don't, don't get your head. Quit looking over the fence. That's a good way to get left. Right, that's a good way for him to go somewhere else. Now you are staring over the fence at something you can't have, don't need, and'll ruin you if you get it. I'm telling you right now, my shepherd knows the way; he's leading me. Who's leading you? Who's leading you today? I've got one friend that's already done the right thing by me. He brought me out of Egypt. He ain't led me into a place that I can't handle it or I can't I can't make it. And here he leads me through the wilderness to this world. I'll tell you right now, it is wilderness in this world. But the Bible said He led them the long way around and brought them right in up against the Red Sea. Now, you say, well,. That's just as bad as meeting the Philistines. I reckon you got Egypt and all their army coming up behind them. All the chariots of Egypt and every strong man of Egypt, here they come. They're than hornets. they chasing them. They see them in their sights. There they are out there. We followed their trail. There's two million of them. You can't hide that bunch of people. We're going to find them and we're going to kill every one of them. And the Bible said they chased them all the way to the Red Sea to the very place where the Bible said they looked behind them and they told, they told Moses, they said, and I don't guess there were enough grades in Egypt that you brought us out here to die. Now just like me and you to complain about no matter what way he takes us. He took them through the way of the Red Sea. You know why he took them that way? Lesson number one. Well, I don't know that I can say it's lesson number one. That doesn't seem ten plagues. Huh? That doesn't seem every firstborn in Egypt. Man and beast destroyed by the hand of the death angel that God sent. They'd seen that. They'd done seen that the blood they put over their doorpost and the lentils. They didn't even peek their head out that door. No, they stayed behind that blood. They watched as the death angel passed on by. Yeah, they had done seen some stuff, but they wasn't ready for the battle. You know what, before they'd ever fight a battle, they had to figure out who they're who they're who they're following. Bible said they got to the Red Sea. You know what happened? They thought they were going to die at the hand of the enemy, and the Bible said well, God told Moses, He said, Stretch forth your hand. He said, Stand still and see the salvation of God. He stretched that old staff out there and God began to do something they couldn't believe. He began to with the wind, he began to roll back the waters of that sea. And I'm telling you right now, it's deep. It is deep. Matter of fact, it's a deep... Well, they're still trying to find it for sure. You know what they tell me? I, I, I've read some documentaries of, of that particular area. They think they found where the children of Israel crossed. I don't know if they did or didn't. But they think they ha- might have found it because they were able to go deep enough down in there and they found something that looked like a chariot wheel. They found some things that looked like a chariot... Chariot parts. And if you read the Bible, that line's right up what happened. The Bible said he discomfited them when they went when Egypt, followed them into the Red Sea. The Bible said he discomfited them, started tearing apart their equipment. And only God could run their chariot wheels off their wagons, right, as they're going through there, right? They're falling apart all around them. And they say they found them. Now, here's the difference between what happened to me and what happened to them. They might find a remnant of a wheel, Amen, but my sins are gone. There ain't nothing left. You can dive as deep as you want to go. They're gone. Because when I stepped out on the other side, when I stepped out of the hand of the enemy, when I stepped completely out of the clutches of those that were after me, I want you to know my sins were gone. Amen. Who's leading you? Look with us. The Bible said there in verse number, verse number 20, Verse 21. So he didn't lead them to the places they couldn't go, and he led them to the places they needed to go. And I want you to see now how he led them. Verse number 21 And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. You see that, right? Who's leading you? I know who's leading them, and I know who's leading me. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. Now, here's what I want you to know. He led them by something. That's handy, isn't it? If if we were simply out here stumbling around trying to figure out which way to go, right, it'd be different. But here's what I want you to know is the people of God today, he is leading us with something. He is leading us with something. It's not visible as they had, but it is noticeable. It is something that, they could, that you could feel. When you think about what he did for them, the Bible said that it was a cloud by day. And a cloud does several things. Number one, a cloud is visible. It was, visible. It was a visible emblem of the presence of God in their presence. And what they could see out in front of them was that cloud and that cloud was going a direction So all they had to do was to follow that cloud. Now, that's important. But it also said that by night, there was a pillar of fire. So about sunset, every day, the cloud began to slip away while a fire took its place. Now, there was never a moment they didn't have one or the other. At all times, there was somebody leading them. Now, I like what he said in chapter number 14, verse number 19. You can throw your eyes over to that page if you want to see that, but listen to what he said. And he said, And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their plate face and stood behind them. You say, preacher, who is that? I'm telling you right now, I know who the angel of God is. We find that God, that old Jacob met the angel of God up on Bethel. Amen. When he went back up there, he went back up on the mountain at the Fort Jabbok. The Bible said that he met with the angel of God and there he wrestled all night long. We know who he is. The angel of God no more than the theophany of the incarnate Christ. Amen. He was before and he is now and he will be in the end. He has always been and brother he was there too. The angel of God was right there. Joshua Moses got to meet him. The Bible said the angel of God spoke from a burning bush on the backside of the desert and old Moses heard him talk. You say who was that? That was Jesus Christ. Amen. Joshua met him when he stood out the walls of Jericho I Trying to figure out what to do next And he saw a man over there with a sword drawn And he asked him He said hey He said are you for them or are you for us And he said nay He said but I am the captain of the host Amen I'm glad for you A friend in me today That the one is leading me But Jesus Christ himself I'm not trusting it to anybody else I've got the third part of the Godhead That lives in me And he will lead me all the way yeah, the Bible said when Egypt was coming up on them, amen, had them in their sights. All they had to do was to hit that and they could have killed every one of them. Here they come. And the Bible said that the angel of God, amen, it was the cloud. It was the cloud by day and the fire by night. And oh, it gets better and better, don't it? The Bible said that, that he who once was in front of them he was leading them to the Red Sea but when he got them to a place that was impossible for them to pass and it wasn't ready for yet for them to walk through the Bible said he changed places he went from in front of me to behind me now there's a truth right there and I want you to get it I want you to know that the Lord has always his eye on my enemy and brother if he needs to be behind me that's where he'll go if he needs to be on my right that's where he'll be if he needs to be on my left that's where he'll be the God that I serve today has given me one for him that has all power and he sees all things and he knows my enemy and he knows his plans and brother when he's coming up on me he just moves places say how did he lead him led him by the angel of God cloud by day and fire by night he led him by the incarnate Christ you say, was the angel of God really Christ? Well, I'm sure. We have so many examples in the Old Testament. The Bible said that they threw them Hebrew boys, three of them, into that fire. Then they looked in there and said, wait a minute, let me check my math again. I thought it was three we put in there. Yeah, old king, it was three. We're certain of that. He said, well, hang on. He said, I see another one in there now. He said, there's four in there. And he said, that fork was likened unto the Son of Man. I'll tell you right now. I know who it was. Amen. He is with him then. Thanks be to God, he's with him now. Amen. And all he's got to do is move places in my life. Amen. If we could see the spirit world, if we could see what God was doing in our lives, brother, I'll guarantee you you could see Christ go from the front to the back. And over here to the left And over here to the right Amen I'll tell you the Bible said in the book of Job That the Satan went under God And he told him He said if you'll just let me out old Job He said I'll make him curse you and die And the Bible said God said you can He said but i tell you right now You can't touch his life He said you can't kill him You know what the devil has to mind God He always has He always will And I'll tell you right now He's my leader I don't know who's leading you But I know who's leading me It's the Lord Jesus Christ, my good shepherd. My good shepherd. Not only do we know what was leading them, who was leading them, but we know when he was leading them. According to verse number 21, the Bible said that the cloud by day and the fire by night went with them every day and night. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to follow along with me here, but day plus night equals 24 hours. I'm going to make a statement that blows some people's mind. But there is not one minute. Now, I did the math the other day because you know I'm terrible with math and preaching. But I did the math the other day, and there are 18,640 seconds in a day. Somebody's going to check me. There's 18,640 seconds in a day, 24 hours, 60 60 minutes per hour and 60 seconds per hour. 18,640 seconds. Am I right? Did you check it? No. All right. Listen to me. They ain't one second. You hear me? They ain't 18,639 that I'm covered, but he stepped away from one. No, not one. Not one. Not since I've been let out of Egypt. Huh? Not since I've been delivered from the bondage of sin, there has not been Martha one second of my life that he has not been there. Right. <laughs> we all shout right now. I'll tell you right now, because all it'd take the devil is one. I made a statement in our Sunday school class. Now, minute, if I was without God for five minutes, I'd be lost again. You say, oh, you know enough about God. You can hang on five minutes. If I, was lo- if I was left to myself, Paul, for five minutes, I'd jump. I'd run to the piney woods. I'd leave God in a minute. You say, what in the world keeps you hanging on? A cloud by day and a fire by night. I'm telling you right now, 24-7, He is always there. Not one second of my day is the Holy Ghost of God not present with me. According to the Lord, He said, He would never leave me nor forsake me. I don't know who you're following, but I know who I am. He's leading me and He's leading me all day long. Lastly, verse number 22 He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people of God. Say, preacher, that's the same thing. No, that speaks to a different time. That speaks to a duration of time. What I was speaking about was a time, which is a day, 24 hours, 18,640 seconds. What he says in verse number 22 is different than what he said in verse number 21. What he said in verse number 22 is that he will always, Lead me. Not just a day. Not just every second of a day. But every day He leads me. Did you know that the children of Israel, even after they had crossed the Red Sea, Now, it was the Red Sea of salvation and and they had got across and built a memorial and an altar to God and he was trying to teach them some stuff. But you know, they kept wandering for another 40 years in the wilderness. They had not yet got to Canaan. Just crossing the Red Sea was not Canaan. Right, you get that, right? You read your Bibles. Not crossing the Red Sea, that was not the promised land. That was just the Red Sea. There were several other things that they had, to, they had to learn in the wilderness. First thing was, I can't preach all that and you're happy for it, but I, the first thing that they would learn three days later, they were thirsty. And you know where God led them? To where there was no drinkable water. Uh, God messed up on that one, didn't he, preacher? No. No, he ain't never messed up where he's led you. You may get there and think, I can't drink this. That's what they said. He took them to the waters of Marah. When they drank them, they were bitter and they couldn't drink them. And they began to murmur and complain. The Bible said in the book of Exodus that God showed Moses a tree. Can I show you a tree? That'll make your water sweet. Now hear me. God's led you where you are on purpose because you are not trusting. Some of us are not trusting God for our sustenance, our water. We're trusting ourselves. We're trusting somebody else. We're trusting something else. God led them to a place that was undrinkable. They could see the water, but they couldn't drink it. And God said, here's what you need to learn. Number one, everything comes from me. They didn't know that yet. And he showed Moses a tree. He said, throw the tree in the water. And he said, it'll be drinkable. And they did. It was sweet. They drank it. A few days later, guess what? They were hungry. And they were where no food was. Who led them there? He did. How come? Because they needed to learn that all of their sustenance comes from him. And then he brought them manna. He brought them quail. And according to the Bible, the Bible said for 40 years... He fed them manna. I shared with Brother Thomas yesterday this statistic. I heard it from Tom Gillingham when I was listening to him preach about the matter. But he said that the manna it would have taken, according to the quartermaster general of the United States Army, the manna it would have taken to feed 2 million plus people that was estimated to have been the children of Israel's camp at that time. He said it would take 300 box car loads per day. Have you ever said at a train crossing and saw 300 pass. <clears throat> I saw 10 pass and was impatient. So what is taking so long? How long is this train? Every day, it would have taken 300 boxcar loads of manna full to the top to have fed that many people every single day. That's amazing. No, let me give you the amazing one. On Friday is 600. And do you know that he did that every single day for 40 years? Who was our manna in the wilderness? (laughs) Yep. Every single day for 40 something years, he's been my manna, he's been my water. He's been my shepherd. He's been my protection. I don't know who's leading you, but I'm so glad that Jesus is leading me. I don't want another shepherd. I'm not interested. The best thing we can do is quick looking over the fence. There ain't nothing better than him out there. Come get a song. <clears throat> He's leading me. He's leading me. There's people today that are following things of this world and they're not finding the peace in it because the things of this world can't provide peace. There ain't but one that can truly give peace. And if you're following him, what you're going to find is even in the wilderness, in the places of your life that you don't understand, you don't per se which way to go, what to do next, and it seems like every day you're just having to take one step at a time in faith. but I've got one that has never left me. He has been my sustaining meal, spiritually, I would say physically too, but he has for sure been my my sustaining essence since the day he led me out of Egypt's bondage. Who's leading you? Because if it's anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, it's been read about to us already twice this morning. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He's still leading us. He's still our provision. He's still everything that we need every day, all the time, and will be forever. I wish there was some way, well, I ain't gonna go there. Let me just say it this way. If I could take what I have and just let you see it, you'd say, wow. Well, yep, that's what I need. That's what I need right there. But there are so many obstacles to salvation. The, the devil is, does not want you to be saved. The devil don't want you to be right. The devil don't want you to believe God. He don't want you to trust God. What he wants you to do is what the children of Israel kept doing, and that was murmur and complain and struggle and, and not believe to the very point that God said, Look, you're, you're not going in. no. Bunch of you, I'm going to just lead you around, and you know he led them for forty years in a circle. God not know where he's going. No, he knew exactly where he's going, and he led them for forty years until they had all died out, except from everybody that was twenty years and younger from the day they started. And then God led them into the promised land. He has a plan for you. And I can guarantee you today, according to Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, that if you'll trust in Him with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. Who? Jesus Christ. He said, then He, He shall direct thy path. Ain't you glad? I am. I'm tickled to death. Say, How come? Because I'm a sheep. My brain about this big. And I ain't got no idea which way to go. I don't have any idea the predators, the enemies that could snatch me up and sift me as wheat, just like that. I don't have no idea. You know what? Half time, Larry, I'm oblivious. I'm just whistling Dixie right on through this old world. You say, how in the world could it be like that? Because my shepherd is always... Here, whom shall I fear? Now, He's in front of me, behind me. He's wherever He needs to be. I don't know who you're following today. I I don't know who's leading you, but if it ain't Christ, you're missing it. You're not going to make it the way you're headed. There's an end to that, and the end to that is death. The only one that knows the way to life eternal is Jesus Christ the Lord of glory. And He wants to lead you today. Would you stand with us as we sing? If you're here and need Him, would you come? If you need to pray, would you come? The Spirit of God's drawing your heart, would you come? Don't leave. Be reconciled to God today.